sound kind of just hits you, you know? It mm-hmm. comes from where it comes from, and it hits you, and then it leaves. You can't, like, contain it and look at it as easily as you can visually. So it's easier, I think, to feel like you're a part of a living world when you pay attention to sound. Welcome to Sketches with Songs. I'm Al. Today, Crystal Cortez shares Velocity. Velocity. I took my best pair of headphones to the Portland International Rose Test Garden in the summer of 2021, dodging all the typical tourists whose cologne smelled stronger than the flowers ready to leave behind the realm of human concern. There is this distance for a lot of us between the natural world, whether that be plants or even architecture or whatever, the physical world. I was there to commune with the living, so I took it as a good sign that a rabbit came and greeted me in my secluded corner of the garden. Hey you. The people crowding in on the space that I had staked out were less inspiring. I'd heard about a sound installation created for this space by Crystal Cortez using the plants here as inputs. Putting electrodes on the plants, either their leaves or petals, the frequency of the electricity getting translated to pitch, then being translated to midi. Mm -hmm. I took a breath, remembered compassion for the people around me, dialed up the sounds on my device, and fell into a world where machines, plants, and humans collaborate. It's already there, and everyone already has it, and it's already all around us. We are always, like, framing things and categorizing them in very specific ways or, like, limiting what they are. Like, this is nature, this is not nature, Mm -hmm. this is alive, this is not alive. And all of that is really relative and also has to do with the limits of our perception. This thing that's growing in me that it feels like a big intention that I haven't quite totally figured out, but feeling that there's so much like untapped potential in sound and in our relationship to sound. Mm. And so I think through my art and through my music, I'm also trying to expand that, to maybe have us consider that this sense that has often been considered secondary could be more of a primary sense for us to understand the world, to interact with the world, to interact with each other. I often in teaching and and in my art practice are just trying to give opportunities to myself and to other people to let parts of them out that they might feel embarrassed about or they might feel like they would be judged for but feel really authentic to them. So I think those doors are really important to continue to open that maybe society keeps like shutting down. Did you feel that way yourself? Yeah, I I mean, I grew up like in rural Minnesota and I felt at odds (laughs) the entire time in every way, um, in every part of my identity. And I saw people like creating either like full worlds inside of objects that they were making, like these controllers that could do all these crazy things, or like actually creating like immersive spaces with sound and projection and light and, you know, interactive control of that environment. And I was like, oh, this is what I've been trying to do, like with performance art. And 
and with music together, you know, is to create these environments. I mean, causing disruption in some way has always been a part of my art practice. Uh -huh. Like, And I think all of this is really tied to like a practice that I've always felt really attached to, which is just like cultivating intuition, trusting hmm. intuition. Try to not judge and I try to just trust where my reactions are going and, 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 mm -hmm. and, and trust that that'll usually end up having some wisdom for me that I feel is outside of me and inside of me both, you know, yeah. at the same time. I am just figuring out the world around me and, and inside of me, and I'm just offering processes a lot of times or environments that other people can use too, if, if it's helpful. Some people might be able to create the same thing as I do without all of this kind of like run around mentally that I have to do. Um, but for me, I think that I do need to go and have these like, these processes, these like large metaphors before I can know what the like simple part of my art is. Mm. <laughs> the, the part that is like the, the really important nugget of information or emotion or whatever it is. Um, I don't usually get there until I kind of like really construct and deconstruct what I'm doing to, to get that to come through. I don't want the result of my art to have a lot of barriers. I do see it as a direct portal. So this was like allowing me to break apart my conventions musically and like travel to what I've been making recently. One of the first times that I focused a lot more on rhythm, added my voice, injecting more drive and vulnerability. I'm only starting to entertain the idea of like having lyrics in my music, mm. but for a long time I was like so like, no, I don't want to tell anyone what to think, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> well, lyrics are just as uh, uh, interpretable as sound. I know, <laughs> that's what I just realized like, <laughs> in the last like I mean, you could year. say, baby, I love you, but it could be about anything. <laughs> could be about anything, yeah. And it's also going to, yeah, it's going to be interpreted very differently by every person. So I've started to really like open my mind up to that. And I didn't realize that it, at the time that I was trying to go somewhere else entirely, but now I've landed there and I, I realized that this was the track that was the bridge. So easy as an artist to just get caught up in like expressing one palette of emotion, not really go anywhere else because it doesn't feel like you, but yeah. maybe it's just you haven't done it yet. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah, so it's hard to give yourself permission to do that. So this is that.